This is the best of MZ. We're playing the greatest moments in MZ history since 2006. 2006. All around my neighborhood, there's pictures of our signs about somebody losing a beetle. A beagle, not a beetle. <laughs> hey, here it is, here, under the Did rug. you find it? No, so it's a, there's a beagle, uh, so I was leaving yesterday morning. I thought you meant one of the members of the band, because they're pretty much all assassinated. <laughs> and, um, and so anyway, I, I was... Give me, give me that. What do you want? The laugh. He made a joke. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. There's signs all over the place of this beagle being lost, right? And so I was walking out, about to leave for the day, and a beagle shows up in my yard. So I spent 20 to 30 minutes trying to catch it. And, and I finally caught it, and I put it in a cage. And let me tell you what's happened. Hold on. Hi, sir. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. This is Michael Zavala. I called you the other day about the possibility of me having your dog. Oh, yeah. Let me let you talk to my wife. Okay. All right. Hello. Hi, ma'am. How are you doing? Yeah. Do you still have the dog? Well, let me tell you what happened. I saw the signs <laughs> around the yard, around the neighborhood. Right. And I found a beagle in my yard, and I captured it within about 20 right. to 30 minutes. And I locked it up, and it was there in a cage all day. I was so proud of myself. I left you a message. And I found out that I had locked up the neighbor's dog. Oh, crap. <laughs> well, our dog had a green collar anyway. Okay. So I was kind of thinking it probably wasn't it. But mm. I thought maybe somebody might have found him switched collars. Well, I am definitely dedicated <laughs> to finding your beagle because I spent okay. 30 minutes on that. Oh, and, my. Uh, well, somebody in Buckcorn called and said that they saw a beagle. Huh. And so, and then I, I drove over there, you know, right after they called, and some little boys said they saw a beagle and pointed which direction it went. And I drove over there, I bet, for an hour and never did see it. And so we took flyers over there. And so he may still be somewhere, so keep looking. I will. I'll definitely do that. I'll, I'll track him down. I'm like the crocodile well, hunter you. of beagles. Well, we adopted him this summer. My husband found him on the side of the road going in and out of traffic there at Rigger Springs on 287. And wow. so we brought him home, and just, you know, we've only had him since the summer. We've gotten him fixed. Got, he had heartworms. We got him treated for that. You know, Everett, he's just turned out to be the best dog. And he's always right this? here, and one day we came Nobody home, and he cares. was gone. Nobody cares. Wow, that's, so, wow, that is. I know. Well, I don't know. Good luck, and I hope you find him. Well, thank you for calling me right, back, you a, and, and you keep looking. I will. You have a good <laughs> thank day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> 2016. You know it's going to be a good birthday uh, when you have Marina Sirtis on the phone. How are you doing, Marina? Well, when, when, hang on a second. Well, when, is it your birthday today? Well, it's not necessarily today, but it's this weekend. I'm celebrating. It's a week-long birthday I'm celebrating. Okay. Well, you know, it was my birthday last week. I know. Happy so, birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Aries. Oh, happy birthday to you, too. We're Aries twins. That's right. I'm very depressed, though, about <laughs> this birthday because uh, I'm, I'm starting a new decade. And I, I feel okay, like which decade? Uh, the 30s. And I feel like uh, oh, poli- oh, po- oh please! I feel like it's I the end of the world. Older than you. I just Michael, I'm so depressed. I have shoes older than you for goodness' sake. <laughs> they do say 30s are the best uh, decade, though. Is that correct? Did you like your 30s? What no, were your 30s like? No, no. Actually, I can't even remember my 30s. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, a good yes, thing, I, I guess. That was when I was doing Star Trek. Oh. I was doing Star Trek in my 30s. You were okay. in your 30s with Star Trek? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, wow. I was in my 30s. My whole 30s were taken up with Star Trek. Wow. Yeah. 
That's unfortunate, I guess. So yeah, good, it's a good decade. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. is. <laughs> which which decade do you remember being your best though? The twenties. You know what? I think I peaked. And all you women out there, you know, who get a little down in the dumps when you look in the mirror and you think you're getting older, I feel that I peaked at forty. Really? Yeah, I felt. I felt. I. You know. I mean. I was so insecure when I was young and um, I had body issues and, you know, all that rubbish right. that goes along with being a young woman, you know, this day and age. Right. And it wasn't until I was 40 that I kind of went, okay, this is good. Yeah. I look good. I feel good. You know, um, I like who I am. I've kind of settled into my skin um, so 40 for me was, uh, 40 is what it was, was a great decade for me as well. So you got better with time. Babe. Got better with time. Like wine. Like wine. Yeah. But now <laughs> oh. I've gone a bit off. <laughs> well, I mean, you still look great. I, I saw you came to Dallas, um, I don't know, like two years ago or so. And we saw you there and you look great. Do you work out or is it just genetics? I do. I work out, but I, let, next time bring your CNI dog around <laughs> and I'll give him a treat. <laughs> Now, a lot of people talk about Star Trek, and I know you've been asked the same question. There's no question you can ask about Star Trek that hasn't been asked. So what I want to know is... You know what? Is, there are. Oh, there, there are? are. There's okay. like four. Okay. Well, like, well, name one. No, no. Every now and then, so I, you get a question. I mean, I, I got one recently in New Zealand. Um, don't ask me what it was, okay. because I'm way past my 40s. Right, so, right. Um, so uh, I don't know what it was, but I had never been asked it before, and oh. it was from a child. Oh, so, wow. You know, the kids come up with the new stuff, yeah. Well, I want to know what happened okay, so go ahead. after Star Trek, because here you had, uh, you're, you're in your 30s, and uh, you had a steady income. You were supposed right. to move back to uh, England, and then you got this job, and then you got stuck here for seven years doing this show. And uh, it, was a, it was a hit. It was already getting syndication. And then now uh, this, this steady paycheck is gone. Are you freaking out at this point, right. or are you oh, like, yeah. I need a break? Yeah, yeah, freaking out. You were. Majorly freaking out, yeah. Um, because... I hadn't auditioned for anything. That was the main thing with me, that I hadn't auditioned for anything for seven years. You know, basically, um, come the hiatus every summer, I would either go, I would go on vacation. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be like those sensible actresses right. who do a movie of the week right. <laughs> in their hiatus. I'll go off and do something else. Because I was away from home, I wanted to see my family and my friends right. when I had two months off. In yeah. the summer. So off I went to Europe to see my brother and, you know, his family and see my friends in England. And um, so, yeah, I hadn't auditioned for anything. And so suddenly I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. I really felt I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and I'm, a, I'm quite a funny person. Um, but because I've been this serious actress for seven years and we did the first movie immediately after um, – the series. I mean, I had three days off. I think in between the series. Oh, well, I didn't realize it that movie. quick. Yeah, yeah, they literally back to back. Um, so it wasn't actually until the movie was done that I suddenly realized I was unemployed, and right. I totally freaked out. And thought actually called my agent one day and said, "You know what? Don't put me up for any comedies because I can't do comedy anymore. I can't be funny anymore because I played this serious character for so long." And it kind of, it, it's kind of kind of backwards in a way because you think, oh, you've done this job for seven years. You should be full of confidence, right. you know, in your career going forward. With me, it was kind of the opposite. I kind of went, oh, my God, I've only played one character in seven years. Yeah. Can I do anything else? You know, so there was that. 
I had there was a, a kind of a process for me to go through um, until I worked again. Were you getting a lot of offers for serious work, or were you getting a mix? Yeah, of everything? I, I I got offers, and I turned a lot of stuff down. Which, looking back, uh, you know, I actually don't live my life in regret because right. I think that's pointless. I do too. But looking back, let's just say I could have made some better decisions. Yeah. I yeah, see, I see you came out on The Grudge 3. Jaime's <laughs> excited about The Grudge yeah, 3. The Grudge 3 oh, yeah. oh, oh, stop it. <laughs> Actually, that was just one of those things. I was in Europe. I was in England, and they cast The Grudge, yes. that movie particularly. They cast it out of England, and I was in England. And the movie shot in Bulgaria, where I have worked a lot, so I know pretty much everybody in the film business in Bulgaria. Yeah. And it was just one of those things. It was just like, you're in England. They're casting it here. Do you fancy doing it? It's like you get a trip to Bulgaria, see your friends. I'm like, sure. Sure. I have, I have to say, I've never seen it. Oh, never? I can't. I hate. I actually don't like horror. Well, let me ask you. And do I've you, done horror. Do you watch yourself? I can't yourself? watch it. Do you, can, can you watch no, yourself on TV? Not you in watch horror like, movies. Not in horror movies. But can you watch like uh, The not Next Generations or, or anything like that? Or in the movies? If can you I'm watch flicking it? through... If, well, if I'm flicking through the channels and yeah. it's on, I'll, I'll I'll stop for a nanosecond and just get really depressed at how skinny I was, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'm not anymore. It's like watching home home videos okay, in a sense. Okay. Back to the football. See, what I watch is is sports. Right. You see, I am um, big big football I, I, fan. I'm, I'm the big football fan. Right. Yeah, I, the real football. Are you a the ones that when they actually kick no. the ball with their feet? That yeah. football. Jaime, the um, real football, not American football. The rugby? Yeah. No, well, soccer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, That's okay, what I call yeah. it. I call it football and American football. Soccer. Right. Because, you know, hang on a second. Sure. I, I'm not just being obstreperous. We invented the game in England, <laughs> right? We exactly. invented football. And when you invent something, you are allowed to name it. And just because this new country comes along 200 years ago <laughs> and, you know, this new country comes along and has a game where it's closer to rugby than it is to football and they decide to call it football, doesn't mean you have to change the name of the original sport. Exactly. I agree with you on that. I agree. Thank you. So would you ever play another character in a full-time series? Like if it's a series that you know oh, it's going to pick up four or in five a, years, you would do it? In a nanosecond. I love television. I'm not, you know... Back when we did started on Star Trek, okay, we're going back to the Middle Ages now, virtually. <laughs> but when we started on TNG, um, there was a real differential between TV actors and movie actors. And the, and movie actors, they they would tell their agents, "I don't do television." You know, I'm going to be a movie star, right? And so, and that's fine. But now, and that was the way it was, uh, and it was almost like you were kind of a, a B B class you know, actor, if you were a TV actor, as opposed to a movie star. But now it's not anymore. Um, some, I think, personally, we're in a golden age of television right now. We I really think are. we are getting some really fantastic TV. And I have been in some really rubbish movies. So I would rather be in a good TV shop yeah. any day of the week. Uh, uh, than be in a movie just to say, you know, it's a feature film. Um, and I love television. I, Brent and Brent Spiner and I joke about this. We both say, you know, when we're not on television, we're watching television. <laughs> what are you watching now? What's yeah. your shows? Oh, well, um, I got very excited today. I was at a girly, I was at a girly lunch that was honoring a producer friend of mine, Cindy Cow, and she was being honored by variety of women, women, women empowerment thing. It, it was fantastic. And I met, 
some of the girls from Vikings, and oh, I yeah. totally fan I fangirled out. I love Vikings. I love the series that are like twelve, you know, ten, twelve episodes. Right. Um, um, so Vikings, Downton Abbey, anything, anything English on PBS, I watch all of that stuff because it just I get homesick and it just reminds me of home. And plus, I'm sorry, but the English do do the best costume dramas. They just do. They really you know, do. They just do. You don't watch The Walking Dead. Well, unless you know, I'm dying for Game of Thrones to come back. Yeah, you know, that's I a great Game show. Of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I tend to do is like, because the girls from Vikings were asking me today, what did I think of the new season? And I said, well, actually, I haven't watched yet because I I DVR the whole season and, and then, then watch I binge it. watch it. Binge watch it. Yeah, it's the best way to yeah. watch anything nowadays. Yeah. So if, yeah. if somebody ever came up to you and they had a great script, would you ever reprise the role as uh, Counselor Troy? If it, was, if it was in the script and it <sighs> felt right? You know, I loved playing her. Um, I really did love playing her because... As you can probably tell from talking to me, um, I'm nothing like her. Right. You know, it was a real challenge to play that part. And and as an actor, you really, that's what draws you to a part is the challenge of playing that part. And so, you know, for me, the biggest challenge of playing Deanna Troy was pretty much keeping Marina out of her. Right. You know, and making her true to who she was. Um, And I would, it would be interesting to me to go back now, you know, 20 years later and kind of go, who did she become? You know, yeah. who is she now? It'd be a challenge. And so, yeah, it's an interesting that, challenge. Yeah, I would find that very interesting. Uh, and, and actually, yeah, I would love to do that. Well, we're working on an animated series. Uh, well, I'm working on it oh, right now. Have- yeah, <laughs> We're pitching ideas. Uh, we're trying to redo like Fuller House. We're doing like Star Trek Next Generation, but like uh, Fuller House did. Uh, we're doing like a sitcom-based okay. deal, so I'll let you know when we have everything together, but it's in the work. You know, we're talking to Amazon. You know, Jonathan, Michael, Jonathan Frakes and I have been saying for years that we want to do the half hour of, of Star Trek. That would be, that would be great. The half hour sitcom, and it would be the Rikers in space. <laughs> that right? would be great. And, and, we'd have, and we'd have our friends come visit and guest star on the show, and there'd be, you know, wacky Uncle Data, yeah. and our little dog Worf, you know. That would, would be fantastic. Be no one bite. No one's biting those. Well, no you know, with all these online, like Netflix and Amazon and Cracked and all, somebody's got to pick it up. Wouldn't that be great? That, that would be, be great. I would watch someone it. Someone actually said, "You know what? Yeah, I, everyone we pitched, every every fan that we've ever suggested it to would watch it. Absolutely. So, uh, maybe one day it'll hey, happen. If we watch Fuller House, we'll watch that for sure. Fuller House is okay. terrible. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm pleading the fifth on this one <laughs> for my fellow thespians. No, I think they did great. I enjoyed it, but it was it wasn't like a, a show I would uh, watch. If it wasn't Full House. Well, it, you see, we didn't really get it in England, so I wasn't really... A fan. Um, um, I, I, you know, I didn't really know the show that well, except for the fact that my fellow Greek, John Stamos... Oh, yeah. It, so Absolutely. I he loved... of the ageless face. Yeah, he looks great, doesn't he? I mean, he's what, 50, <laughs> early 50s, mid-50s right now? I didn't, he looks amazing, though. It's that good Greek skin. It's all the olive oil. That's that right. Eat. Some people do a show, and uh, you know they work together for all these years, and then they disband, and then never talk to each other again. But you guys really seem to have uh, a very close bond, like a family bond. Oh, we're best friends. Yeah. Best, 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 best friends. I mean, we we don't see each other all the time. Like, obviously, we were working together, so we saw each other every day. But, right. You know, so we don't see each other every day. But um, And we don't see Patrick as much as we'd like to because he's never in Los Angeles. He's right. you know, jet-setting all over the world. <laughs> um but uh, the rest of us, yeah, the rest of us who are based in Los Angeles, we're all still best friends. And you're right, it's very unusual in Hollywood. There's probably, you know, a handful of shows that can honestly say, 
and and I and without casting aspersions on my other Star Trek friends, right? We really were the only show of all the incarnations that the whole cast absolutely adored each other from day one. Yeah, I mean, we had a director in the first season who directed two shows and then refused to ever come back because we were too rowdy. <laughs> I read somewhere that uh, Patrick got mad at you guys because you were too rowdy in the he beginning. Did. Yeah. Yeah. We were a bit, yeah, we were, we kind of, we kind of set off, took off like, we, and it stayed that way. I mean, it was amazing. It was serendipity that we just all clicked, but Patrick was from the Royal Shakespeare right. company. Right. And I had heard from friends, who had worked with him that he was very serious and it was all about the work and so he, I don't think he was a happy camper when we started but he will tell you now when you interview him that we changed him for the better I've seen clips of and like now, behind the scenes stuff and yeah. he's you know dancing and singing all over the place and he's a very loosened up. man yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that the, we, we and his wife now? can thank us for it because she wouldn't have never married him if he'd stayed the way he was trust me i heard him on howard stern actually and he was great he was joking around and having a yeah. good time no no he's fantastic yeah it was like he just needed you know what he, i think he just needed permission right and because of our behavior he got permission by osmosis to be, you know, to let go and just be freer and have a laugh because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're making a TV show. We're right. not curing cancer. Exactly. You know, so, yeah. I think you're the only person out of uh, the rest of the cast, and I've talked to quite a few of you guys, but I think you're the only person to be just straight up honest on this. I'm putting myself in your shoes. If I did a show 20 years ago and then I came uh -huh. and did, you know, conventions, I think the worst part would be, you know, talking to these people and asking que or answering questions that have been asked for 20 years. And it, it just seems like a beating. I, I go to these conventions from time to time and I can't even be there right. for an hour. And you guys are sitting there all day signing autographs, answering the same question over and over. Is, is the money really that good or do you just enjoy it that much? I mean, it's like, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I ran into Michael oh, Dorn. Um, okay. This is a couple yeah. years ago. He and gets, he a little grumpy oh he was he looked beat down. i ran into him this was like after a convention somewhere like i ran into him around town and uh he he was just beat down i'm like did you just come from a convention and he was like yes well i enjoy it and i'm not i'm not bsing you i truly enjoy it yes it can get a little tedious you know sitting there hour after hour if there's no one coming up to get your autograph, I mean, right. if, you're, if you're sitting there and there's no one coming up to you, yeah, it can get a little boring. Yeah. But then I go off and I find friends. You know, I just go off and catch up with the people that I haven't seen in a while, which is another lovely thing about the conventions, is that you have these convention friends yeah. that you've made on the convention circuit that you pretty much only see at conventions, but you're good chums, you know? Right, so that, right. That's always fun. That's cool. Um, and the Q&A part to me is a lot of fun. Is that is that is the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae because I'm a stage actress. I came from the stage. I can't remember the last time I did a play, um, really. And so for me, to get up in front of a live audience, whether it's 30 people or 30,000 people, it's the same thing because I – because I do get asked the same questions over and over, it's kind of evolved into this stand-up routine. Yeah. Um, and what I say to the fans who come and see me over and over and over again, I'm like, you've heard all the jokes before. Right. Why do you still come, you know? Right. Because uh, it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap it's to not. love us. You know, I know it's not cheap to love us, and we really appreciate, you know, what the fans, 
you know, they work hard for their money and they come and spend it on us and we, and we appreciate them so much. Um, but, you know, I always, like I say, why are you here? Yeah. And they say to me, and what I hear time after time is, Marina, it's like going to your favorite musical and hearing your favorite song. I get that. I understand that. Right? Yeah. So that's, I kind of go, God bless them. Really, God bless them. These fans are the most loyal fans ever in the history of show business. They really it's, are. It's the fiftieth. Well, it's the fiftieth anniversary this year. Yes, and we're still on the phone in 2016 talking about Star Trek. Isn't that incredible? It's pretty. It's pretty unique. Yeah. in pop culture, it really is. You know, it really, it really is. is. And and actually, the older I get, and and the longer it, you know, the the longer it's been since we did the show. The more I get to appreciate, I think, what my position or our position as a cast, I should say, what our position as a cast has in the history of, of pop culture in America and the history of, of, of the move, of the um, you know show business. You look back, because I think we were very important. I really do think yes. we were important. Yeah, you have to look back and just be like, wow, am I am I blessed? I mean, come on. I mean, you were seconds I, yeah, really, away from I leaving am. the country, and look what happened. If you if you had said to the ugly little girl that I was at 13, and trust me, I have the pictures to prove it. <laughs> um, if you had said to me when I was 13 and, you know, really ugly, um, you know, one day, Marina, you're going to be an icon and um, and people are going to look up to you and, and say, and you're going to be a sex symbol. I would have said, what are you smoking? I mean, really, it was, it was absolutely not going to happen to me. And look what happened. That's incredible. You couldn't write. I mean, that. I showed a picture. See, no one believes me, but I showed a picture to Michael Dorn, and he said, "Okay, I recognize your mom and your brother, but who's the chimpanzee?" No, really. Oh man, who gets the most autographs at these conventions? Who who do you get jealous of? You're like, why is his line so long? Anybody from The Walking Dead at the moment? Really? Yeah, that's a big show. Oh man, they are just so popular. Yeah, and you know. Quite rightly too, but I mean they are like the big ticket. Right but you can't now, watch that show, right? You, you can't watch it's too. No, gory. I can't. No, I can't. No, I don't do zombies. Yeah. No, I've been in a zombie movie and I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> just a vampire. I've done all of that stuff. I just have never seen it. I right. have to sleep with the lights on for the rest of my life. <laughs> that's, all. that's how I am. I do enjoy the show, but that's about as far as I go. All right, I got to ask one last question, and we'll let you go. Since it's election season, if you had to pick Uh-oh. one of the cast members. From the Walking Dead, or the oh, characters okay. from um, the Walking okay. Dead, from from the next generation, who would you vote for to be president? Me, you. I'd make a great. I think you president. would. I, I think really you would. would. I really, you know, because I'm. I tell you why. There's a reason behind this. I'm the only one who speaks really speaks my mind. Yeah, I am totally honest. And actually, I had a young man come up to me at a convention once. Um, um, he had Asperger's. And he said to me, Miss Sirtis, um, I have Asperger's. Do you know what that is? And I said, yes, absolutely. He said, well, I want to thank you. And I said, for what? And he said, I understand you because you say what you mean. Yeah. And I am that person who says what I mean. And yeah. so, and I, as I said, you can't offend me. Right. I have such thick skin. It's just water off a duck's back. So they could run all the negative campaigns. They could do all that stuff. I wouldn't care. See, that's In why fact, I like I you the best. I have thought about going into politics. I have thought about it. Did you really? Because I'm very, I'm very interested in politics. Yeah. 
What stopped you? Are you still so planning on many, it? Well, there's just too many naked pictures of me out uh, there. You know what happened. I mean, Google yeah. that. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen these yet. Oh, stop <laughs> it. like you haven't already. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Marina, thank you so much. We'll we'll be there this Saturday, I think. Uh, so okay, we'll see. Okay, we'll come you. and say hello. We will. Uh, okay, sweetheart. All, All right. right. We'll thank you very much. You. Happy birthday, Bye. by the way. Thank you. Happy birthday to you too. Thank you very much. 2017. Jaime came in yesterday. He's like, Michael, I really need you to make a radio commercial for me because I want to start getting my business yeah, on uh, radio and stuff like that. And I said, okay, cool. No big deal. So I, I said, I'll do it for you. No big deal. You know, he's a friend of mine. I'll do it. <laughs> so uh, he came in and I've got the uh, the raw takes. We'll play that first. All right. This is the raw take. This is Jaime coming in and freestyling. This is Dallas Tattoo Jaime with Dallas Tattoo Jaime Studios. Y'all come see me at the studio for your Man, brand new <laughs> let's do it again this is Dallas Tattoo oh, Hyman with Dallas Tattoo Studios y'all come check us out every day Monday to Sunday all night long if it takes come on through and get it <laughs> one more time man I'm gonna say all day. you ready this is Dallas Tattoo Hyman with Dallas Tattoo Hyman Studios 1499 Regal Road Dallas Texas call 214-438-7655 to make your early or midnight appointment. <laughs> All right. See you soon. So he, he he did it one good take. It's also yeah, interesting yeah. that he said Monday through Sunday instead of every day. Yeah. <laughs> the first one was the best one. Y'all come see me, please. Yeah. Nah. Please. Y'all come see me. No, that's I, was, I didn't know you were going to play all those takes. I'll that's pay funny. you. All right. So I said the Texas hammer. <laughs> I, took, I, I took that raw, untalent. <laughs> recording and I made it the raw emotion right. the raw emotion that is Jaime I took that and I created a masterpiece okay, I got here, and this is the fine tuned uh, Jaime the Tattoo Guy commercial this is Dallas Tattoo Jaime with Dallas Tattoo Jaime Studios 1499 Regional Road Dallas, Texas call 214-438-7655 to make your early or midnight appointment see you soon <laughs> so can you, you just take Bobby's? I'm gonna put it on my Wait, face. Yeah. Can you just take Bobby's laugh there and put it under Woo. that, even in the official commercial, just yeah, so someone laughing at how yeah. silly it is? Yeah, <laughs> we'll I'm sending that. tacos like a mug. Yeah. he's yeah, got a hot chick up front selling gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sound like this is your ad for Trader's Village. <laughs> you want to hear it one more time? Yeah, yeah. This is Dallas Tattoo Rogers? Hyman with Dallas Tattoo Hyman Studios, 1499 Regal Road, Dallas, Texas. Call 214-438-7655 to make your early or midnight appointment. See you soon. What, what was so, that? That's the butcher. Don't you somebody get cut up back there? Oh, it just, yeah, it sounds like so, something. In our library, our vast library of sound effects, we didn't have a tattoo gun. I even asked Bobby, Bobby, do we have a tattoo gun? No, I have no clue where we can get it. Where did you pull that from? Uh, I had to go to a uh, to U porn. Oh, <laughs> really? Man. And find something that sounded similar to a tattoo gun. You should have at the end. <laughs> was that a vibrator? Yeah. No. <laughs> at the very, you should have somebody screaming and paying like ah ah. Oh, it was. That was the uh, was? the guy. That was the doctor dragged okay, so off the I United flight. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I thought I heard that, and I wasn't sure. That was the uh, the United flight guy Perfect. that was dragged Perfect. off the, the flight. <laughs> we used him. <laughs> Let's see. This is the uh, sound effect we use for the tattoo gun. What's that called? Foley? Foley, yeah. Yeah. So I went into our Foley studio and uh, created this. Wow. A little bit more louder than that. A low flying biplane, yeah. (laughs) It's got different speeds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah, that works. The original 
magic wand. <laughs> That's oh, what I know exactly what that is. Do okay. you? Yeah, I do. So anyway. Yeah, if it's about porn, I know just about everything about it. Yeah. I'm trying to get you more people in the door. That's why. <laughs> All right. Somebody's going to be like, I know exactly what brand that is. Is that the DX6? <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait. <laughs> this is the best of MZ.